listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski joring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. We'll hear from the leading sports dog show stars that are at the top of their game, learning training tips and get the scoop on their secrets to success. So put your paws together and give a tail-wagging welcome to your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Hi, everyone, and welcome to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Laurie Williams, the owner and director of training and behavior at Pup and Iron Canine Fitness and Learning Center in Fredericksburg, Virginia. However, some of you may remember me best from my little Maltese dog, Andrew, and I appearing on CBS show last year, Greatest American Dog. Now, Andrew was... He was elected the runner-up, but we all know he should have won, but that's another show, and I promise to do that show at some point. At any rate, today we're going to talk about a great, fairly new canine activity called Seawags, or Canine Work and Games. It's a great little, uh, brand new, kind of fun activity and competition sports that you can do with your dog, so we want to find out all about it and let all of our listeners know. We have Laurie Bouchelle with us from Ohio, who's going to, uh, she's a judge, and she's going to let us know a little bit more about this great activity. So let's take a small break. We'll be right back after a few messages, and we'll get right into it. DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, will be right back with more exciting action and biting commentary right after this quick time out. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready for game time with your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Hello and welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. I'm your host, Lori Williams, and today we're talking about sea wags. That's the C. A little dash and wags, W-A-G-S, and that stands for Canine Work and Games. And today we have a great guest with us. It's Laurie Bouchel of Bouchel's Canine Training Services in Fremont, Ohio. She is a CWAGS judge, among other things, APDT Rally and CDSP, which is a great obedience uh, organization. So hi, Laurie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Laurie. Thank you. you. Yes, we're so I'm so excited to let our listeners know about CWAGS, particularly, and I am a little bit um, being selfish about it because I've been wanting to learn about it myself. I he- have heard great things about it. So if you can just maybe, I know it involves a lot of different things. If you can kind of give us a, a quick overview of what this whole uh, activity is about. Sure, I'd love to. Well, it's just what it says, Canine Work and Games. It's a multifaceted venue, if you if you want to call it that. It incorporates a lot of different things into um, a competition aspect um, while keeping a very family, pet, handler-friendly atmosphere um, during the competitions. We do a little bit of obedience. We do a little bit of rally. We do a little bit of agility. We do a little bit of freestyle. Um, we also have a, a whole section called games where it's just having a good old time with your dog and doing just silly, crazy things and seeing how far we can actually go and what all we can actually teach our dogs to do. That sounds Several like a, that the, sounds like a lot of fun. Me. You know what? I, I don't <laughs> want to assume that our, our listeners, they, there might be some who don't know what rally is. I have not done a show on rally yet, so maybe we should let them know a little bit about uh, rally obedience. Okay, I'd love to. Um, rally is basically a series of signs set up in a, in a course, in a ring, in a set amount of space, and the signs tell us what to do with our dogs. Um, it can be anything from a sit to a down to a, a cone exercise, which involves um, a number of different cones, and we have to go around those cones in a certain way. Um, many people have described it as dancing with your dog with uh, the signs to tell you what to do. Um, it's a great way to get out and have some fun with your dog while not having to necessarily listen or follow somebody else's directions, which some of us have a problem with, I'll be the first to admit. I'm a very visual person, and so I love to do rally because the signs are right there and tell me what I can do. Uh, that's one of the reasons I like it, too. It's a, it's a little bit, well, a lot different than, than agility where you just have the, you have the cones out there and you kind of have to memorize which way to go with rally. As long as you can count up to... 10, 15, 20, depending on which venue you're doing, um, and you can pretty much follow follow the course. So let's talk a little, get back to CWAGS. So CWAGS is a combination of all those different things. Now, is it a combination all within one course, or is there a an obedience portion, then a rally portion, and then an agility portion, or how does that work? Um, it, basically the second, the latter. It's, it's got some different portions in it. Um, I'll kind of go real quick. Obedience is basically just that. It's obedience. It is very 
very pet friendly though. Um, in, in the basic levels of the obedience and sea wags, it's things that your pet dog would do. So mm-hmm. it's a great introduction for somebody who's never competed before or has a very young dog or a very immature dog perhaps that they're really trying to work with and work them into that whole atmosphere. Um, okay. It's great for kids. My children both compete in it um, and have a great time with it because it is so family friendly right. um, as, as well as the dog and handler friendly. But obedience is basically that. It has some different things in it than what your traditional obedience competitors might see in other venues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's basically what it is. It's, it's the same idea. There's a set set of exercises. A judge leads you through those verbally and, and you do what you can do. Um, okay. Now, Rally has, has some does have some of those other components added into it on a course. Um, Seawags Rally has five different levels. The, the first three levels are basically what you see in other venues. There's a few different exercises added in, some little twists and turns to make it unique. But then we get into some different classes, and I love the different classes. I'm kind of biased towards these, mm-hmm. I have to admit. Um, one is called Zoom, and there's a Zoom 1 and a Zoom 2. In Zoom, your dog never sits or downs. It huh. is completely moving exercises. So for those of us with dogs who have a limited number of sits in them sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a great option. It goes really fast. You don't realize how fast you're actually moving through the course uh-huh. until you get done and you're all out of breath, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> that um, sounds But it's fun. all moving exercises. And then the last one is called ARF, and ARF is Agility Rally Freestyle, A-R-F. Uh-huh. And we add in, um, using the rally course as its basic premise, we add Uh in some agility equipment. We have tunnels. We have some different kinds of jumps in there. We um, can use a pause table if we want to, which I'm not an agility person, so that's all new to me. But you can do things like that in agility. (laughs) In agility, exactly. And then there's also a freestyle component if a judge chooses to put it in. And and that's, that's an area on the course. And you can do what you want. And you get scored on your rally course for it. Now, the freestyle, Um, when you're saying freestyle, though, you're not referring to, like, canine musical freestyle. You just mean freestyle where the person would pick what they want to do? Or do you really mean freestyle, like, with music? It could be either. It could be either. Um, If Basically, the the rules state, and I don't have the rules in front of me, I apologize, but the rules state that anything that you can carry into the ring is doable as a prop. So if you had a little freestyle routine to a little song and you you could have your tape recorder or CD player or whatever right there and you could pop it into the ring and do a little dance routine, you could do that. Um, I've seen people use hula hoops and do a little routine with the hula hoops. Um, I I have a a student um, training partner um, that is working on a little freestyle routine using my 11-year-old daughter where she's going to go into the ring and his dog is going to give her a kiss at the end of his routine. Oh, how cute. So so it can be really anything. The freestyle portion is exactly that, completely free and open, whatever you and your dog want to show off for the judge okay i see well i'll tell you one a couple of things i'm picking up here definitely sounds pet friendly pet and human friendly um and Mm -hmm. it also sounds like something that positive training would work very well with um and i know um with your involvement with apdt and cdsp those are both dog sport organizations that 
really emphasize positive training and good communication and, and positive communication with your dog. So I'm assuming that CWAGS does as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fits right in with all of those um, positive reward-based training methods, and, and it really shows in the ring. Um, it's it's an awesome, awesome way to, to show off those positive rewards and those things that you've done with your dog. And, and generally, you see very happy dogs in the ring. They, are, they love to be there. They're having a good time, and the people are happy to be there. So it's, it's, a, it's a very positive environment to be in. That's fantastic. You know, that's that's what we need more of. And I will say, you know, um, Andrew and I are just getting into com- competitive agility. And, and I am finding that, um, you know, agility was probably one of those breaths of fresh air that came um, back in the 80s to obedience and competition because it you do have to be positive with your dogs. It's just so quick. That's what we we're, I'm trying to still get with the program with Agilia that it's like over in a blink and you don't like half the time when I'm finished running a course I'm, I'm just like praying I hope I went to every obstacle I was supposed to because it's like I don't even know I'm just running and like oh I'm counting and hoping I did it but that's the with these other um, with APDT rally and then with CWAGS you have a little bit more time to spend out there with your dog. I mean, you mentioned the Zoom, that goes quick. But generally, you have a little bit of time to communicate with your dog, you know, to kind of get your bearings. And it's much more relaxed atmosphere. It's not hectic. And um, when I say human-friendly, it sounds like something that uh, most people who have, uh, you know, somewhat training with their dog would be able to, you know, train to do. It, it's it, it's within their grasp. It's a reasonable goal, it sounds like to me. Absolutely. So that, that's great. And that's what we definitely need more of. Now, I do want to touch on a little bit more about how um, CWAGS really has kind of an open door policy. I believe um, they are um, friendly towards all breeds of dogs, mixed breeds. They don't have to be correct. pedigreed, correct? Correct. Um, CWAGS is open to all dogs. Um, basically, Shirley's the philosophy when she started this was that Seawigs was to um, enhance the bond that we all, we have with our dogs, um, and that includes all dogs, not not just a purebred dog, um, not not just a dog that you get from a breeder. It any dog. You don't have to have any registration forms from another group. You don't have mm-hmm. to have any breeding status or anything. You can register your dog, and you can play with us in Seawigs. Um, yeah, so we we see everything. You know, you see everything from from the company Information champion from the breed ring the, who's, who's won all kinds of titles there down to um, the mixed breed dog that they, they got from the pound a year ago and realized how wonderful wonderfully that dog was going to respond to training. Um, so you see everything and it's a it's great to see those dogs in the ring with, with their handlers and, and, and having such a good time. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Shirley, so we definitely have to give a, a shout out to um, and I, Shirley Otmer and she is the one who created CWAGS, I believe. Correct, correct. Great. We'll with the help of quite a few other people who I, I couldn't even begin to name without leaving somebody out, but, but right. she had a lot of support, and, and people continue to support her vision as, as she develops it even further and, and refines it as she goes along. Right, because I know right now it's pretty concentrated in the Midwest. So um, I believe so, yes. Yeah, I, from what I could tell, um, just in looking for through the events that um, are upcoming events and, and certainly a lot of the trial officials seem to be concentrated in the, you know, Ohio, Illinois, Michigan, 
um, area. So we definitely, at least it started in the middle. You know, a lot of things start on the West Coast and kind of travel east. And then we have things that start on the East Coast and travel west. So this started in the middle and hopefully it'll start spreading to uh, both coasts um, slowly. Because it's how long has it been around? Just a few years, I believe. I think she's coming up on... um I was trying to remember earlier today, I believe we're coming up on a two-year anniversary of one of the first trials. So, yeah, only a few years, and and, um, it seems to have really caught on around here. We would love to see it expand and grow and go other places. We we have a great time. Everybody who, we see a lot of the same people right now. We'd love Mm -hmm. to see some new faces. We love our old friends, but we'd love to make some new ones, too. Great. Well, uh, um, I would like to definitely talk a little bit more about some of the training that's involved or how someone can get started in in a CWAGS because, hey, that's what we do here at Pet Life Radio at DSPN. I want to let people know about these activities and hopefully it'll spark someone's interest to get started themselves. And, you know, that's how it starts. It starts with one person. Now, let's go ahead and take a little small break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Laurie's a little bit more about CWAGS. Be back in a moment. DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, will be right back with more exciting action and biting commentary right after this quick timeout. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, 
the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready for game time with your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. I'm your host, Laurie Williams, and today we have a guest with another uh, a great name. Her name's Laurie, too. So, Laurie <laughs> Bouchelle of uh, Fremont, Ohio, telling us a little bit about Sea Wags, Canine Working Games. Sounds great to me. I'm, I'm, like, almost ready to sign up right now. So, let's talk a little bit more about some of the basic training that a dog would need to have to start out in Sea Wags in the very beginning levels. Well, in the very beginning levels, you, you need your basic foundational training. You need um, a good heel mm-hmm. um, with your dog um, in heel position with some attention on you because okay. you do do a lot of twisting and turning and moving around on the course, so your dog does need to pay attention to you. Okay. So attention training is a good thing. A nice sit. It does not have to be an automatic sit like we okay. see in, in upper-level competitions, just mm-hmm. a sit. Um, right. One of the nice things about Seawags in the beginning levels is we can name every part of what we're doing for our dog. They don't have to do anything automatically. So if we come to a sign that tells us to stop and sit and down our dog, we can stop. We can tell our dog to stop even if we so choose. Tell our dog to sit and then tell our dog to down and then tell our dog to come on and let's go to the next sign. So that's a real advantage in Sea Wakes to the beginning handlers is we can name every part of the exercise for our dog. Um, So a a nice heel, um, nice attention, working on attention, doing all those attention exercises that we we start in puppy class and in basic class, looking at us and and keeping their eye on us. A nice sit, like I said, a down, just a a good down from a sit or a down from a stand. Um, those are another other good exercises to work on. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that I would suggest to people to work on are what we call fronts and finishes. Um, and sometimes they don't know exactly what that looks like. And I'll try to describe it a little bit. But right. your dog is on your left side and you stop moving forward. And in fact, most people generally back up a few steps. Right. And you call your dog around to the front to sit in front of you. And then we have two different finishes, what we call in sea wags. One of them, your dog goes around your right side and comes back up into heel position on the left. And then okay. the other one, your dog goes around to your left side and swings around up into heel position. Okay. Um, and those are all things that I know that if you look on the internet, if you, if you don't have somebody you train with, if you do it on your own, I know there's all kinds of videos on YouTube that sure. show some of these exercises if you if you need a visual for that. Those are your basic, oh, and I forgot the mo- one of the most important ones, the stay. Yeah, I was going to ask you. 
you do need a stay. I, 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 sorry, I forgot that one. Um, when we do what we call walk around exercises, mm-hmm. our dog stops and sits or downs in the lower levels. There's also uh-huh. one in the upper levels. Excuse me, upper levels where your dog is in a stand, mm-hmm. and you give your dog a stay, and you walk all the way around your dog and come back into position and move on to the next exercise. So a stay is very important at that point, so your dog doesn't get up and try to follow you as you walk around them. Well, one thing too, I wanted to point out, um, you know, when you mentioned the fronts and the finishes and pretty much all these exercises, these are all exercises that are um, common and known exercises that are in um, your regular obedience, your traditional obedience, and and also rally obedience. So anyone who is in an area where they don't have CWAGs, it doesn't mean you can't attend um, a training class that teaches these various different behaviors because pretty much anywhere that trains for competition obedience or rally, they would be teaching you these exercises. But make sure it's a positive training facility. I got to get that plug in there. Make sure it's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because you can't go in, in, the, in the ring in these type of venues and pop your dog's leash and make those quote-unquote corrections you can't do that in um sea wags i'm assuming uh, as well as ra- you know any of the rally uh venues or um so you know you need to learn how to to get your dog to do what you want them to do because they see that it's fun and it's awesome and they get rewards which i want to ask you now the sea wag do they allow um any type of food rewards in the ring Absolutely, absolutely, um, and and that's that's a, another great great aspect of the CWAGs is um, it's similar to to other venues where you can treat or praise or pet your dog. You can praise your dog anytime. You can use okay. your voice at any point in time. Um, you can treat or pet your dog at the end of any stationary exercise, and that means any exercise that ends with the dog not moving. Right. So at the end of an exercise, when the, if the dog is in a sit or a down, and in C-Wake, a call front is mm-hmm. a standalone exercise. So oh, you wow. could even treat in that particular position, which is something different than most of the venues that Definitely. I'm familiar with. Um, so, yes, absolutely. And I always tell people when they come into my ring to compete as a judge uh, that I expect them to be praising or treating their dog. I don't expect them to treat necessarily because not everybody likes to do that in the ring. And not Mm -hmm. every dog is motivated by food necessarily. But I do expect them to be talking to their dogs and praising their dogs for what they're doing and for the wonderful things that they're going to be doing for their handlers in the ring. Um, And I hope that by doing that, I I put them a little bit at ease and, and encourage them to do that positive reward system and 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 i i many times have have said silly things to my dog just to try and get her up and moving and motivated um but it's all as we know as positive dog trainers it's all in the tone and in the attitude that we use with our dogs but yes you absolutely can do that in the ring and it's great and in rally it's at the end of a stationary exercise in obedience it's when the judge tells you the exercise is finished okay or you know you're talking about no legs also okay Seawag's um, obedience and CDSP would be relatively similar in when you can treat, that you can treat at the end of a particular exercise. Gotcha. So, but you nasty. can do that in between. See, that's great because, you know, one of the things that I feel has always impeded some dogs um, 
their ability to make the jump from training into the competition ring is that when you get in the ring, everything's all of a sudden all different. And the right. person that's been all happy with them and treating them and loving all on them all of a sudden becomes an alien in the ring and can't like look at them and keep talking to them and can't give them anything. So I think that has always sent a very uh, negative message to dogs and, you know, when they say people say, quote unquote, ring wise, what I think ring wise means not what a lot of traditionalists believe where the dog is basically, you know, giving you the paw and saying, I'm not doing it because I know you can't do anything to me. No, no, no. I think ring wise means I don't like it in the ring. It's not fun in there. You become somebody different. Right. I don't. And that's what I love about all these venues that allow you to be the same way in the ring as you are when you're training. So it sounds like CWAGS is right along those same lines. I did want to ask you, Laurie, about the um, I wanted to kind of make a differentiation about the heel. Um, now, I'm assuming that in CWAGS, the heel position does not have to be perfect. It's more similar to like a rally heel or does it have to be more of a traditional obedience heel position? In in the rally, it is what you see in other venues of rally within a certain radius, so that your dog is in in relative heel position. Okay. Um, obedience, as we progress through the levels, we yeah. like to see a, a progressively tighter so, and tighter heel as judges. So. You start off, and and that's how the whole venue is set up. That as you progress through, things get a little bit more polished, and they get a little bit more refined, and they get a little bit tighter. Sure. Um, but you know, we we are looking for that relative heel position in. Um, and also in the lower levels of obedience, um, we we do have in obedience the half point deductions for slightly out of position. Oh, do. Okay, we do all have that in Seawig's obedience, um, okay. but it's not it's not quite like I said. It's it's more geared for that pet for that person who's just getting out and trying it for the first time. So we don't we don't want to have something so stringent or so strict that they don't ever want to come back. Our goal sure. is for them to come back and play with us some more. We want to be fair and we want to be consistent, but we also want to encourage them to do it again. Um, and then, you know, we want to positively reward our handlers. For there, you go. And there you go. That's the thing. That's why I always point out, we, you know, we talk so much about dog friendly and I was like, you know, it's got to be human friendly too. I mean, if we are not having Absolutely. fun, we don't feel successful then, you know, we're not going to come back. Now, one of the things that I always try to remember when, when I judge, I always try to, in my briefing, I let the handlers know, hey, listen, please remember that your dogs are doing this because we're asking them to. They probably right. all would much rather be sitting on the couch at home with you. So, you know, let's be happy and upbeat and, and keep it fun for them and, and really thank them for coming on, along on this ride. Now, you know, I'm one of the ones who, you know, this is why I love to do DSPN. I love to introduce these activities. And yes, I do like um, these little competitions because certainly you don't have to be highly competitive and you don't have to make it stressful. It doesn't have to be that way. But what I like about it is it gives you and your dog this great working partnership and relationship. I mean, and that's what that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I get asked all the time with, you know, a lot of the people who saw Andrew and um, me on Greatest American Dog, you know, how did you get that? How did you get that relationship? And I have to say, it's from doing all these activities. He knows that, hey, we're going somewhere. This is going to be fun. Let's do this. You know, he wants to go everywhere because he knows he's going to have fun doing it. Now, granted, exactly. yeah, you could 
could keep your dog sitting at home all the time and that's fine too and definitely you know there's nothing wrong with that but it, you, there is something about building this partnership and relationship and and a lot of people will see it in those of us who do a lot of these different activities and there's really no secret to it it's just doing these activities so um you know, sit I, I always try to tell people in my classes that that competition is not about competing with other people and their dogs. It's about competing with yourself. And right. it's about doing something just a little bit better than the last sure. time that you did it, about a little bit better relationship than you had yes. last week with your dog. Um, and that's, that's where the, the, the ribbons and the, the, the different little things that you get at trials really start to pay off is, is some of my, my favorite moments in the ring didn't necessarily get me a great big pretty ribbon, right. but I came out realizing that we had made progress, that we had, had improved our relationship, that we had accomplished a goal, something to that effect. And I, and I, I'm not a highly competitive person, um, but I've really had to look at it in that way because it can, it, it does get hard if it you can. don't, it's not it any can. fun. Yeah, and, and so you have to look at it in that way. And I try to, to share that with my students. It's harder to share than in the ring because they're definitely there to get the ribbons and, and to have that's a good time and, and things like that. And that's that's great. Um, but that's the attitude that I always try to portray to everyone about our competition career is that we're doing this for us. Right. Um, and, and like you said, my, my dog cannot drive, so she did not get into the video, <laughs> load right. it all up, and drive to the trial. I'm the one right. who did Nor that. Nor did she write so. the check. She didn't write the check. Exactly. They didn't write the entry check. We did that. Exactly. exactly. So um, ZWAG sounds like something. I really hope that people can get interested in this. I really wanted to do a, a show um, about CWAGs. And now I want to give our listeners the website where they can read a little bit more about CWAGs. And that is www.c-wags.org. Again, www.c-wags.org. And go on that website. I believe you can find out pretty much most of the rules. Um, and then Laurie, do you have your own website you'd like to have um, tell our listeners about or any other sure. website you'd like to plug? Oh, I've got my own, and it's got, it also has links to the Seawags website. You see, you okay. can get to it from there. But the Seawags one might be a little bit easier to remember. Ours is um, www.buchellescanineservice.com, and I'll spell that out for you. It's mm-hmm. B-U-C-H-E-L-E-S-K, the number nine, Mm-hmm. And service, S-E-R-V-I-C-E dot com. And I have, um, I don't have a lot of information about different venues, but I do have links to all of them because they, they do it so much better than I could ever redo it. So nice, yeah. um, there are links on our website to those different things and, and things that we're doing locally here and, and, and uh, lots of different information about dogs. Well, great. And you know what? We'll, we'll also have this up on the website in the uh, the program information as well. So, you know, for those who did not get the spelling or whatever, they can definitely go to PetLifeRadio.com and, and get all this information um, from the website about uh, your wonderful uh, canine services as well as CWAGs. Well, Laurie, thank you so much for spending time today. Um, I really do hope that CWAGs can continue to grow. We are actually um, at our... At Pup and Iron, we're having an APDT rally trial uh, the end of next month, June 20th and 21st. And we're going to have, um, we have Ginger Alpine coming out to judge. And she's going, and I know she's a CWAGS judge as well. She's going to put on a little workshop. So I just want to introduce it to our area because it's brand new in the Virginia, Maryland, D.C. area. So it's brand new. 
get a little workshop going. And who knows, hopefully by next year, we'll be having our own trial. So I'm, I'm going to try to get it um, at least a little bit on the East Coast. And hopefully some of our listeners will, um, you know, this will spark their interest to get their clubs or their friends and training friends and partners and whatever to get interested in CWAX. That'd be great. Ginger's a great representative of CWAG. She's been in it from the very beginning, and she'll give you lots of great information. So I'm sure everybody will be running to register their dogs. Great, (laughs) great. Well, thank you, Laurie, for joining us, and thank you to all our listeners for joining us here at DSPN. Again, we love telling everybody about these great activities and fun things and fun ways that you can play with your dog and really that's what it's all about it's about playing it's about building that relationship getting that connection it's really available for everybody you know you don't have to and you don't ever have to really compete just get out there play with your dog take them along with you on this wonderful ride don't leave them at home let them see the world let them experience the world with you and i can guarantee you you'll not only have a great pet but you'll have a great partner as well so thank you all and we will see you again on our next episode ladies and gentlemen pet life radio proudly presents dspn the dog sports and performance network Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition. This is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.